Welcome back to the Ubercast. For Uber Conference, this is your host, Sarah Burr, and I have the pleasure of speaking with a coworker of mine, Alex Cornell, who is our creative director here at Uber Conference. And he recently wrote a book uh, called Breakthrough, Overcoming Creative Block and Spark Your Imagination. Alex is kind of this wonderkind here at, uh, at Uber Conference. He's responsible for the UI of pretty much everything. I mean, you, you have your stamp on pretty much everything it comes from, from your mind to uh, what you see in front of you on our recently launched apps, our website, everything. Uh, yeah, yeah I've been, uh, I guess it's been maybe two years since we started. So been a lot of, a lot of design work since the start of the company, uh, starting with Nosh and then now obviously the Uber conference. Uh, so it's been really fun, you know, a lot of, a lot of different design challenges, a lot of different mediums. Um, you mentioned most recently the apps, you know, so that's all, um, mobile development. And then of course the websites and, uh, a lot of branding stuff. And, uh, I really like doing videos as well. So pretty much all the visual stuff, you know? Yeah. So, uh, if anyone's watched any of our really funny videos that we tend to spin out here at, at our parent company, Firespotter Labs for, Nosh or Jotly or Uber Conference. Alex is behind all of them. In fact, the last one, the the latest one, he did kind of a QVC spoof, <laughs> which was, I mean, really funny and really creative. And he did it all in one weekend. Yeah, yeah. The you know it's kind of one of those times when it's like we were working pretty hard to get the uh, the apps ready, of course, and so there was not a lot of time. There never really is, though, I guess, to to do a video, but. The, right the last weekend, there wasn't any, we didn't have any other work to do on the apps because we had to submit them. So the apps were done Friday before the Monday of launch. And so it's like, well, if we could get a video done in the weekend, it'd be great. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> and we had the idea, it was actually my girlfriend that thought of it. We were watching um, uh, TV and there was an infomercial and she's like, oh, you guys should do one of those. But like, it sounded kind of weird at first, but like, it, then I thought it's, it's a really, really distinct style that would be really fun to kind of mess with so yeah well and, she, and she's actually in the yeah that's right yeah, that's right that's her <laughs> yeah well it's that funny because she suggested it and the style is often you have uh usually a girl and a guy and they're kind of they have really interesting relationship and they're both really enthusiastic and so when she <laughs> suggested it i was like well would you do would you do it because i feel like you know you you know the style and you'd be perfect for it and so and she agreed to do it so and she was exciting. perfect for it. Yeah, I, no, she did a great job. Was she, she, does she have a background in, in uh, acting? acting? No, not no. at all. You no? Know, she's she's, she's uh, comfortable on camera. She's done some, like, TV work before. but uh, And that's actually really all that matters, I think. And with When you're doing the video fast, it's like, as long as you've got people that are comfortable on camera, they don't have to be actors. It's a huge plus if they are. Um, we usually work with my friend Phil, who's an actor, and then uh, Dan, another friend of mine, is an actor who's the guy in that. And... Uh, and you can like there's a there's it's so much faster and you know you get they can help bring so much to it when you when you have them, um, but as long as they've been on camera before then it's okay for people that have never been on camera then it's always it's always an uphill battle. Yeah, well it's kind of amazing <laughs> that you put that together all in one weekend, edited everything. So right around maybe ten o'clock at night on Sunday, he sends this email out to everybody, and for some reason we're all workaholics and we all yeah. see the video. <laughs> Um, and I mean, we were just ecstatic. We didn't even know yeah. we were going to have a video and, and boom, it was just done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, got lucky with that one. <laughs> yeah. But I think when you commit yourself to like a one day shoot and a one day edit, then mm -hmm. that helps, um, 
structure the scope of what you're trying to do. You know, if you if you decide you want to make some really effects intensive video, you know, with like a lot of different shots and stuff, then you're probably you know would be in trouble if you want to get it done the weekend. But if you're if you're doing one basically one shot, which what this video was, or three or four shots, but in the exact same place, there's no script. It's just kind of improv. You know, then then you I was pretty com confident we could get it done. And thankfully we did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, okay, so we're talking about um, creativity, and you wrote this book yep. about uh, breaking through, overcoming a creative block. Yep. What inspired you to write this book? Um, so I uh, used to write for a blog uh, called ISO 50. Um, and, Wait, say uh, that again. It's I ISO 50, it's ISO 50. Okay. Um, and uh, it was a pretty well-known design blog, and I, at the time I, I put together an article where I got a lot of my friends, designers, artists, and people to write about how they overcome creative block. Um, and back then it was 25 people, and it was really popular when we put it out. Um, this was like two years ago, and uh, got a lot of press, you know, just because people were interested to hear what these all these really well-known designers had to say about this, as, as you would expect. You know, people are always curious to hear what their design heroes want to say about the subject. And so I just basically found my design heroes, got them to write 500 words, like maybe 200 words, I think, really short blurbs, you know, and they wrote, they wrote them, and then... Um, it did really well, uh, well enough that the publisher of the book, um, Princeton Architectural Press, um, noticed it and was like, hey, we think this concept would be a great book, you know, obviously on a larger scale and with more people with, uh, you know, like maybe a wider selection of um, creative mediums, you know, not just designers, but maybe chefs and filmmakers and pretty much anybody. Um, and so that was two years ago and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So. That's what we did. <laughs> That's cool. So from the blog came this book. Yeah. And a lot of people that wrote for the blog post also wrote for the book. Um, a lot of the early process of the book was finding people that I thought would be interesting to hear from. You know, So the book is largely like basically a collection of my favorite creative people mm -hmm. talking about the subject. So, so you know, selfishly, it was really fun for me just to hear what they all had to say about it. You know. who, who, who had the most interesting thing for you to learn? Um, well, there were a lot. Of, there were a lot of interesting responses to the. The question is basically, how do you stay inspired, or how do you overcome creative block? Um, and I think there were some that were exciting to me because they were funny, and I never thought of it that way. Like uh, there was one, kind of tailored to writers, um, that says that you could uh, basically look through a book and pick a random word from a bunch of different pages and kind of string together little sentences. I was sorry, pick a sentence and string together sentences that are completely unrelated. And when you do it, it actually starts to create a really weird story. Like if you if you imagine just you take this book and you pick, we can do it now actually, let's try it. Yeah, please. Um, okay, so we picked this first random sentence. It says, first thing in the studio each morning, I drew one self-portrait in the form of a cartoon. Okay, so that's sentence one and we'll just skip and then we'll go say this one this is crucial to determining quality so oh so it kind of feeds on sentence. each other and so then like yeah so then you could start to build like you start basically building a it's a random story but like now i kind of already have this picture of this person who's drawing a cartoon every morning and it's like the second sentence was crucial to determining quality so it's like now i imagine this person be like very meticulous and so i kind of picture like this hermit like person in the basement drawing cartoons and you can kind of just like it's almost like a, I forget what the term is, but like free thought, you know, where you mm -hmm. just kind of like, uh, what's that word? You know, when you, uh, when you have yeah, free association, free association. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like that, 
but it's a little bit more structured. And like, I think if you're a writer, especially probably like fiction, that's actually pretty effective, you know? Um, and so that was an interesting one. There, there's one that I like about renting a hotel, the most expensive one you can afford and just staying there for the night. And it's like, that works to me. If like, if you can't, if you do that and you don't have a good idea when you're staying in the hotel, especially if you're by yourself, then I think then you're probably just wasting your time like watching TV. But if, if I rent a really expensive hotel room, I feel like my mind is like, all right, we better make this worthwhile. <laughs> you, know? uh-huh. like, you get like some weird, like amped up version of your thought process. But there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there that I hadn't thought of. Um, the most frequent thing you see is to take a step back from what you're working on, which is like kind of goes without saying, but the fact that so many people mention it as like, okay, obviously you have to do this, but also here's another idea. It's like, it's, it's always important to remember that, you know, cause I, it, it's easy to get when you're working on something to get stuck and just keep trying and keep trying things. And like, really all you need to do is like take a step back and like take a break, you know, 10 minutes and people have all these different ways to take a break, taking a bike ride, getting mm-hmm. a snack, taking a shower whatever happens. Um, so there's all sorts of different, different ways to do that, but that's definitely the number one. Do you, do you have a process when you go through to design something for, um, for Uber conference where you, uh, you say, I'm going to do A, B and C and then I'm going to step, like, do you have any kind of particular process or do you just let it kind of flow? Yeah, no, I definitely do. And I, you know, I didn't, or at least I tried a whole bunch of things, I guess, as we've been, as, as we've gone over the last couple of years, I think now I feel pretty good about the process and it starts definitely with having a really clear idea of what uh, the problem is that I'm trying to solve. So like, say, say that's like adding a new feature to the app, you know, it's like, it requires understanding exactly what that feature is, who's, you know, what the use case is, like if, whether or not it's necessary, if it would affect anything else. Like, so for example, if you're, say you're, the thing you want to add is adding a contact or something simple like that. That's going to require a form design. And then it's like, do we already have a form design from elsewhere in the app that we can reuse? Or do we need, we want to make sure that we're being consistent. If we don't, then we, the design that we come up with this should be the one that's applied subsequently to all these other forms that we might have. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so once all that stuff's just kind of like conceptualized and on paper, um, I'll usually, I don't sketch or anything like that. I know a lot of designers that do, we just work so fast. They don't really have time to be playing around mm-hmm. on paper. It's just like, like, you know, that's kind of reminds me of school when I had like a two months to do something, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, Oh, here's your problem. You literally have, even sometimes as long as four months to do it, which now is like hilarious to me because most of the time we have like, you know, a couple of hours to yeah. do something. Um, <laughs> Just so, this morning, in fact, I was like, oh, yeah. we should do this Yeah, that's and... a good example. Like, you know, that the expectation is kind of that that will happen today, not two weeks. Imagine if you, this was a, our Facebook cover photo. If, in school, if that's the assignment, that'd be like, okay, great. Show me something in like two weeks, uh-huh. you know, which is just, like completely unrealistic in this scenario. Um, but my strategy is usually like, depending on how large the thing is, I'll usually do a little bit of research, like visual research to see like what, if there's anything that I kind of want to like, uh, try to incorporate or like exciting things that I have been thinking about and that are happening in design that I'd like to incorporate. And then, um, then I'll usually just start working in Photoshop and I will just, my strategy is just basically, uh, I kind of think of it as like little successes or little victories, like where, for example, for this cover photo thing, like you said, you wanted the, uh, the app badges to be on there. So it's like, okay, I know I can get those. I know where I can get them. I'll get them into the Photoshop file. It's like, so I can check that box. That's mm-hmm. done. 
We want it on the blue background, decision made, blue background. We need to show the apps, I'll get the app asset. You know, it's like I try to go wherever I can go to like make forward progress happen regardless, you know, mm -hmm. because it can get, it can be really uh, discouraging. If say, for example, it's hard to get the app badges, which it's not. If you spin your wheels on that for like an hour and you're trying to do that, and like, man, I don't know where to find these things. It's like, that can be really discouraging. Whereas you, you, I'll usually just switch gears. The first, first moment I hit like a block, I'll just say, okay, I'll figure that out in a second. Like what's next, you know? And then that way I consistently just have like positive reinforcement and like mm -hmm. my kind of creative morale is high. So then when I come back to the problem that I'm having an issue with, at that point, maybe I've already solved it by doing something else. You know, it's like, oh, maybe I don't need the thing that I was thinking about that I was having trouble with. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. So, because I think a lot of people get stuck on, man, I can't get through this one hump, and I really need to get through, it, and they get fixated yeah. on it. Yeah. And if you just park it over here, and you go, okay, that's a problem. Whatever, we got to keep going here, and you pick yep. other things, then sometimes it kind of solves itself. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it kind of like, it's kind of that way of working has kind of come out of like the time restriction that we often have. It's like if you only have so much time to do something, you don't have time to like every time you hit a problem like work it through all the way it's like mm -hmm. sometimes it's just like okay that clearly is going to take a second put it to the side keep moving forward you know and then when you come back to it it's like usually you either have have thought of it like subconsciously or like the solution is now apparent the thing the landscape has changed uh -huh. because like if you know if you if it's if you're doing it right everything's kind of affecting each other so it's like by the time you get back to that problem the context of like your design has probably changed a little bit and it might be easier now to include it. Like in that example, say the problem was that the app badges just didn't look good. You know, like you had, I was told I had to have them, but they just didn't look right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll come back to that. And then maybe later when I've come back, the background color has changed. Now the app, the design thing is over here instead. And suddenly the app badges make sense. You know, mm -hmm. they look good. So it's like, you never know, but it's, it's, it's all about forward progress. And it's all about like, like I say, little successes to just mm -hmm. kind of like keep keep the creative morale high, but also keep it so that you are continually making progress. And that works on a small scale, like per project, mm -hmm. like with the task per project, but it also works on a large scale. If say, for example, over the next couple months, you're re making an iPad app or you're making a poster or whatever it happens to be. It's like, there's going to be a lot of different things you have to do for that. You know, you got to do different screens, you got to do the branding, you got to do everything. And so if you have trouble in one of those areas, you can scoot to one or the other. You know, you can, it works kind of like macro, from, micro. From yeah. project to project and exactly, all sorts yeah. of things. Yeah. So if I have trouble with like a design, sometimes I'll switch to music or I'll switch to another design problem or something, you know, and if just to kind of keep, keep forward progress. <laughs> uh, we're listening to Alex Cornell, who is our creative director here at Uber Conference, well, and Firespire Labs, which is our parent company. He wrote the book Breakthrough, Overcome Creative Block, and Spark Your Imagination. It's available on Amazon. Is it available anywhere else? Um, yeah, you can buy it at uh, Chronicle Books has it in store. I think um, Barnes & Noble has it in store. And uh, Urban Outfitters has it online. It's, on, it's actually like, it's got a, a fairly large distribution, mm -hmm. um, but Amazon's probably the best. Yeah, and, and he's amazing. He's our creative director, and we're lucky to have him. And Alex, thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening in to the Uber Conference, Ubercast. I'm your host, Sarah Burr, and uh, this was Alex Cornell. Tune in next time.